name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, Amen. So Sanisti. So as we as we begin or continue these holy fifty days, this feast of the resurrection, today also is another feast. Today is the feast of or feast called Thomas Sunday. And it's a very interesting time. It's a very interesting feast. Because it's, I think, the most underappreciated feasts. It's one of the minor feasts of the, of the Lord, but it's the feast where our Lord, this is the first feast after the resurrection, to proclaim the resurrection. But it's one of the most personal feasts. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. When we think about Thomas, one of the words that comes a lot is the word doubt. Doubt. How could Thomas doubt? It's even an expression. Like I've heard this expression used outside of church. I remember growing up in school where the, that expression where a teacher once told a class that they were going to give, it was, my, it was one of my classes, and the teacher said, we'll give you the grades for this uh, project or this exam uh, in two days. So everybody didn't believe him. And we said, there's no way. Like, usually you take a week or two for, for everything. There's no way you're going to give us the grades after two days. And she said, stop being doubt doubting Thomases. <laughs> it was the first time I ever heard that expression outside of the church. It's become such a, an expression that's used for anybody who, who has even an inkling of doubt. But it's used negatively instead of positively. And it wouldn't be a negative thing if we have a feast about it. So Thomas's doubt, it's not a negative thing. It actually is something that we should aspire for. And when we look at truth, because that's exactly what Thomas was seeking. Thomas just wanted to know the truth. And he said, unless I see it for myself, I see him, I touch him, then I'm not going to be convinced that this is truth. So he was looking for truth. So what is truth? What is truth? This, this question is used all the time. We just heard it last week during Holy Week with Pontius Pilate. But what is truth? So truth is absolute. Truth is absolute. Truth is, there's, there's, there's something that it, it can't be discussed. The carpet is red. Nobody can come tell me that this is not truth. No one can say that. But, with, but that's just general truth. That's worldly truth. Christian truth, godly truth, is different than just general facts. It's general and personal. That's what makes God's truth very different. Because we, we always say this, Christianity is not just following a set of rules. It's a relationship. There's, there's a personal aspect to it. It's not just if you do this, 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 you will be in good standing with God. No, 
That's the wrong mindset. And a lot of people dislike Christianity or leave Christianity because that's how they learn it and that's how they view it. They view it as I have to do A, B, and C. I don't like A, B, and C, so I don't want to be associated. But that's not what Christianity is about. And so the truth is both general and personal. General meaning, yes, Christ came. He came to save us, save the whole world. Absolutely, he came and saved the whole world. Every single person. Past, present, and future. That's the general. But personal is, he saved me. He came to save me. And we're the only faith that has that. This concept of, this is my savior. That's why during uh, all the Thok Tetigoms that we prayed last week, we just on Tuesday of Holy Week, we added my good savior. It could have just been our good savior. We say our for everything. We say our father. Why, why not our savior? Because at that time, we have to realize that he came for me. He came to save me personally. And so that changes things. So Thomas is looking at this and saying, okay, I understand. I understand, but I want to see it for myself. Do we think Thomas didn't believe the disciples? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he didn't believe them. But overall, I'm sure he had an idea. Because this is the same person that when Lazarus was dead, Thomas said, let us go die with him. Let us go. Let, let, like he was kind of like, he, he didn't speak much. But when he spoke, it was in powerful moments. And so, do we believe that Thomas had no idea about the resurrection? We don't know. But truly, he wanted to go deeper. And so we live in a, in, a, in a society that gives false truths. It changes even the truth. It's not absolute anymore. Everything we see is changed. Things that we thought was true or that we know as Christians are true, society says, no, there's a little bit of gray area. We say marriage is between a man and a woman, Society says, ah, no, it's, it's all about love and it doesn't matter. Anybody can love anybody. We say, okay, well, uh, gender is biological. Society says, no, it's, it could be whatever they want to be. And that's exactly what's happening in the world. Truth has been undermined. Truth has been undervalued. And so there, the scary thing is that there is a general truth that has been a little bit like confused in society. So we can't necessarily depend on that. We need to look at our personal truth, which is our Lord. When our Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that's the personal invitation for truth. And so this week, this is what it's about. And if you follow the gospels of this week, there's been events that have happened for us to reach this personal truth so that the resurrection 
is not a general event that happened that we celebrate by just eating every second of the day for the last week, but that we also take this resurrection as my own, he is my savior, or as uh, St. Thomas put it, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. And so what does this mean? The first thing is to, to address truth or to approach truth, we have to go in with an open heart and an open mind. Open heart, open mind. Many people who, who are distant from the faith for whatever reason, whether they grew up in a different religion or they've left the church or whatever, sometimes when you discuss with them, their, their ears are closed, their mind is closed, their heart is closed. They don't want to hear it. Because in their mind, they already know the truth. For us, in order for us to grow in our faith, we must continue to have an open mind and open heart. Because an open heart is what transforms us, is what changes us, what helps us grow. In the Pauline today, from the epistle to the Ephesians, says, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, if indeed you have been, you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So saying if you heard the truth and you accepted the truth, something has to change. Something has to change. And it did for St. Thomas. After this, we see St. Thomas, the tradition has it that he now had a so, such a strong personal faith that he was able to share it everywhere he went. And God opened up different pathways for him. Tradition has it that he was very, he was, uh, very good with his hands. He was like a woodworker, a carpenter type. And so there was a, uh, a high-ranking person from India that went uh, to where Thomas was in Jerusalem and asked him for help with something. And he helped him and then brought him with him to India. And then he became what the equivalent of what St. Mark is to us where St. Mark went to Egypt and St. Thomas went to India. And now he is what is known as the father of the Indian Orthodox Church in that sense. And so this concept, God opened up, but what made him be, made this possible is that he had a personal relationship with God. And we see this even on Monday, last Monday, as we were recovering from the feast, there was a gospel that was read. This gospel is the gospel of the same day of the resurrection, Luke 24, the road to Emmaus. And this road that they were going on, St. Luke was on it with another disciple, and he they were leaving Jerusalem, and they were discussing things. Can you believe what just happened? And they were just, they weren't, completely understanding. This is St. Luke, the gospel writer. 
And all of a sudden, Christ, the risen Lord, starts walking next to them. And he said, and they didn't recognize him. And he said, well, what are you guys talking about? And they started telling him, well, what do you mean? You didn't hear what happened? Jesus of Nazareth, he was doing all these miracles and doing these great things, and they put him to death. And some say that he resurrected. That's how we act. We say, some say he resurrected. We, we, we know in general, yes, of course, Jesus resurrected 2,000 years ago. Yes, we believe it. But do we truly, did it have an impact on our life? For these two disciples at this time, no. But something happened, and our Lord walked with them, and he expounded the scriptures. He opened up and taught them from Moses and the disciple and the prophets all the way to present day throughout the whole scripture, basically an orthodox Christian Bible study where he pointed out himself in each throughout the passages. And that's how we should understand the scripture. And once they did that and then took communion with him, they broke bread, which the Father says symbolizes that they took uh, communion, their eyes were opened and they could see him. And the first thing was, please stay with us. Stay with us. Understanding our faith is very important. And when we look at Thomas, he wanted to experience. The next thing is what we read last night in Vespers, the gospel where we see something very interesting. We see that the disciples were, uh, uh, Simon Peter, he went out fishing. And our Lord came and said, launch into the deep. And Simon Peter is a fisherman. Our Lord, in Simon Peter's mind, he's, he, he had proclaimed, you are the son of God. But also, you're a carpenter. So leave the fishing to me. And so our Lord says, launch into the deep. And in this morning's gospel, throw it, cast it on the right side. He's giving him fishing instructions. And, and Simon responded saying, Master, we toiled all night. This is not the time right now to go fishing. Like, we toiled all night, we couldn't find any." And our Lord says, no, go launch deeper, go deeper. And he did. And what happened? There were so many fish, they couldn't, one boat couldn't hold them. He says, Master, we toiled all night, but nevertheless, at your word, I will, I will do what you say. And so sometimes, we have doubts. And sometimes we have struggles. And sometimes we're not sure of things. We're confused. We're unsure of which way to go, what to do, how to do it. But our Lord here gives an example. He says, no, you want to go? You want to be with me? You, do you truly believe in me and the, and, and the resurrection? Then go deeper. Go through the scripture. 
Go deeper in your relationship with me. Like we said earlier, people have a hard time with what Thomas did. Because we have this mentality in, no, just, just believe. Why wouldn't you believe the disciples? Have they lied to you before? Like, why would you not believe them? But that's not how we should grow in our faith. I think I shared this before. And this is something, like, for me that made a big difference in my life. One of the biggest questions I had to ask myself growing up was, am I just a Christian because my parents are Christian? Am I just a Christian because my parents are Christian? My parents brought me to church from a young age. Am I Christian because my parents are Christian? And every time that question came up, I would get too scared to answer it. So I'd ignore it. And then it would come up again. Am I just Christian because my parents are Christian? And truly, when I honestly answered it, the answer was yes. I was only Christian at that time because my parents are Christian. My parents have a personal relationship with God. I have a personal relationship with my parents, so I trust my parents, so I come to church. But that's not how faith, that's how faith can begin. But that's not how we were made to be. That's not how we can continue. Truly, if that answer is Yes, I'm only Christian because my parents are. That's good. That's fair. That's, un that's a great start. But we, our faith can't depend on someone else. Just yesterday I was reading the command uh, of the baptism to the parents of the child that is being baptized. And he was talking about how the parents are responsible, how the parents are responsible for growing the, the, the child in the right faith and, and taking those steps and, and moving that. But it's to a certain extent. And then the child or the, the person at this time, the adult, the young adult, needs to decide, no, I'm Christian because I believe in this. I want to see and touch and feel and experience our Lord. Christianity is experiential. There's experiential learning. You know, sometimes it's say with children. Some people are visual learners. Some people are, uh, uh, you know, like to whatever. Some people are experiential learners. They need to experience something, and that's how they learn. Christianity is like that. We have to experience the liturgy, the Eucharist. We have to experience Christ in our own personal life. Give him a chance. And so, so, as we mentioned, our Lord's truth is both personal, is both general and personal. Secondly, understanding how the world is, we need to see the truth in Christ. Because the truth in the world has Will, and will continue to change. So we need to, 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 to hold on to Christ who does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have to go in deeper into the Scriptures. We have to open up the Scriptures and look for Christ in the Scriptures and understand and have a personal relationship with the Scriptures. We have to go in with an open heart and an open mind. 
The more we learn, the more we have to realize that the less we know. Again, it goes against what society teaches us. Society says, no, you learn this. So you are very smart, you know this. Okay, now learn this. Now you're very smart and you know this. No, so Christianity is the other way. The more I learn, the more I understand that I need more God. I need Him more. I need, I need help more. To launch into the deep, go deeper in your relationship with Christ. Attend services, as many as you can. The services are what changes us. The scriptures, the, the, the hymns, the, the, the Bible studies, the meetings, the, and first and foremost, the Eucharist. And desire to have a personal relationship. The last thing is what we mentioned before. If it's truly truth, something has to change. If Imagine if St. Thomas went in here and said, unless I see it in your hands in the print of your nails and put my finger into the prints of your nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And then our Lord says, okay. And Thomas goes and touches. We don't know if he touches or not. But his response is, my Lord and my God. And a proclamation of faith. If at that moment, Thomas's life did not change, how disappointing would that be? How disappointing would that be? We have to, the resurrection must change us. But it won't change us in a general way. It has to be a personal thing. I pray that during these Holy 50, just like we mentioned during Holy Week, the week was given to us to become holy. The Holy 50 days are the same thing. It's in the name. It's to become holy. It's to become holy. It's to become holy through our understanding and our experience of the resurrection. May you all enjoy the feast and continue to grow in this feast. And glory be to God forever. Amen.